Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, you know, it's the usual. Games, movies, TV. But before all of that, there'll be something from the week. Um, I mean, let's face it, I'll probably be moaning about something. Or, you know, maybe it's one of the positive episodes. <laughs> I jest. If you check us out on YouTube, sweet. But wherever you are getting your podcast, you can subscribe, and it's a big help, so please do. So, here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Ah, oh, man, I failed in the old man sitting down test there. Totally slipped my mind. How are you doing? Um, I know you didn't ask, but if you are wondering, 18,623 <sighs> steps today. Honestly. Man, uh, yeah, I actually wonder at times like this where it's like that much walking, running, whatever. I bet at ten to six today, it is currently one minute to nine. And this could be considered to be the first time I've stopped, but obviously it's not, because I'm doing this. So, I'm going to estimate more like 10 o'clock by the time I finally stop for the day. It's okay though, because uh, I get to do it all again tomorrow. Um... Anywho, we will come back to that. Um, so, this time last week, um, I don't even know if I mentioned it last week, but I'd, start, I'd started on a bit of a downward spiral by this, at this point last week. Um, and... And managed to work myself into by by Wednesday I was just in this hardcore thick depression like super super bad like the, probably the worst it's been in a good few years um, some of the thoughts that were going on, some of the, some of the stuff that was happening, and then it, it gave me the opportunity to reflect back to a point where I was saying to you guys about, um, the fear I had, the fear around 
you know, oh, if you if you're not as unhappy as usual, if you all right, let's not skirt around it. If you if you're feeling what could be described as happiness, um, in my experience, it's a case of that's the point in time to prepare for for bad times ahead. And it would be nice to think that that's not the case. And after all this time, it'd be nice to think that that's not the case. And, you know, there is that element. I think I discussed it uh, previously that there was an element years ago of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, oh, you know, I feel, I feel happy at this point in time. Um, you know. I need to find a way to destroy that. I need to find a way to not feel that way because it's it's not natural. I need to feel miserable and down and sulky and and all of that. And that was also a way of protecting myself. You know, in previous times, at any point in time where I genuinely felt happy, it was moments before some of the worst things that have ever happened to me. So there was that, that protection element. Um, but this, I don't, th I've, I've, I've analysed it, I've looked at it, and I don't think I can tie this into a self-destruction type thing, a self-fulfilling prophecy. I genuinely think that uh, a situation arose um, and it was just, it was just down, 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 down into the deep, dark depths of hard core depression. Like I say, this is the worst I've experienced depression in a good few years. Um, and that was that, you know, it started on uh, last Monday. Um, I was quite angry, I was quite upset, I felt insulted, um, I felt like my my integrity was being questioned and all this sort of stuff. Um, by the Tuesday, that was made slightly better while simultaneously being made slightly worse. By by the Wednesday, I was barely able to interact with anyone, um, and that's a problem because Wednesday I spend the day with my youngest, um, and you know I don't want to I don't want to admit to this. But it is what it is. I try to tell the truth wherever possible in these situations. I my my day with my daughter was ruined by this depression. You know, I wanted to spend good quality time with her, and I wasn't able to do that. Um, partially by that point because of myself. Um, and partially because of the situation I was dealing with. Um, 
But here's the thing. I reached a point where I was like, do you know something? This isn't right. You know, I've got I've got an opportunity to spend uh, a nice day with one of my children, and I'm ruining that. And that is being ruined for me. And and you know, uh, a multitude of other ways of saying the same thing. So um, I need to. I need to pull myself together. I need to pull myself out of it. Um, and something quite interesting happened, something quite different, something that I've never really experienced before happened. I started focusing on the positives, which, as I'm sure a lot of you can imagine, being in a hardcore, thick fog of depression is nigh on impossible. But I was determined to, to do something. I needed to be able to function. And even by lunchtime last Wednesday, I was, I was unable to function. So I was like, right, let's get this sorted. So I was like, I need to focus on the positives. What positives can I see in front of me right now? Um, I was sitting at the, at the dining table. Um, my daughter was having something to eat. She was talking to me, um, and I was like, oh, you know, "This, this, this situation in itself is a positive to be able to sit here and have this conversation with her." Um, you know, I'm, I think I've, I think I may have mentioned this before, but I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy this time a lot. Um, I think, I think. Children go in phases, and as a parent, you go in phases with your children. You know, you have the you have the newborn baby phase. You have the you know, there's there's a real rough patch. Um, and then you've got the I always break it down into crawling, walking, talking. Those difficult phases. Um, I always say everything's over once they learn to talk. But then you kind of get over a hump and you hit a sweet spot, a real sweet spot where it's like they can they can have a conversation with you, um, they can tell you stuff, you can ask them stuff and they can you know they can answer um, and you can really start discovering who they are as a person. And that's 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 a great time. Um, and I realised that due to the depression I was dealing with that I was missing out on that and I was like hang on a minute that's not right I don't want to be missing out on on this time what happens tomorrow when you know I've got to go back to work and I'm like man I missed out on you know as it was at that point in time I missed out on the morning because I was just so I was crippled by by depression as I hang on a minute this is a positive and I you know I started I started talking to her and interacting with her and 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 I felt some of that depression lift some of that depression shift 
I wasn't I wasn't out of the woods, but I had something to hold on to. So then I was like, well, you know, this is this is interesting. Let's go back to the problem. Uh, let's let's address the problem. Look for the positives in the problem. Um, and I started breaking down any po any positives in the problem that I could find. Anything I could lay my hands on. Anything I could hold on to. And that that was something that was new because I'm sure anybody who has ever had any form of depression can understand when you're in it that's all you can see all you can see is the problem I, I know this I know this all too well but looking at small positives oh well you know this didn't happen or that didn't happen or it didn't happen like this or it didn't happen like that and this person didn't say this and that person didn't say that and, and that hasn't happened because if it was really that bad then that would have happened and turning almost like turning the depression machine on its head flipping it and turning that energy, that depression machine energy, into a positive machine. So it was like, like I say, it was like, oh well, you know, that that didn't happen, and 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 I think I can, you know, I think I can, you know, explain this or or, or justify this or 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 you know, there's this situation or that, and just throwing positives at the problem and then I was I was kind of in, in a zone so this is where like if it was a percentage thing you know the the spending time with my daughter that was like like one percent kind of because that grew to ten percent and the, this problem machine turning into a positive machine took that 10% and added 20, 30% to it. So now we're sort of, now if you think of it like, like scales, the scales are starting to balance. We're getting towards a 50-50. A, a we're still in the depression, but for want of a, you know, for want of a better phrase, there was light at the end of the tunnel and there was various different, types of light and whilst continuing to interact with my daughter and starting to enjoy that and 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 using that to get myself out of it whilst simultaneously using this positive machine to try and just keep pulling the problem apart and then what that opened up to was a plan here's the plan so that was a, a favourite phrase of mine. Here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. What we're going to do is this. And it was it was a a, a series, uh, you know, a steps series of steps. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a conversation with this person. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say the other, and and take it from there. So, with something to hold on to, 
with this positive machine and ultimately this positive energy and a plan by the end of the day I don't know that sounds like a long time but if I like say anybody who have experienced this depression type of situation will understand that that is a short amount of time it was it was more like a 70-30 kind of situation able to function able to go about the day it was still there it was still there in the background but you know oh, I've got far I've got far too much to get on with on Thursday I uh, I said the time to have have a conversation I you know can can I can I come back to a conversation I've had previously can we discuss this this and this um, and I just I just laid it all out I was like this is the situation, this is happening, da, 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 da. Um, so if it's alright with you, I'll do this, I'll do that, and I'll do the other. And the other person was like, uh, I was going to suggest the same thing. And that was that. And, you know, everybody breathes a sigh of relief, and the world keeps turning. Now all I know from this is I wouldn't have got there. I wouldn't have got to that point without everything that came before it. And I'm not saying that oh, I've cracked the code. Um, a, a phrase that seems to have come up quite a lot recently of um, I found the cheat code. I'm not saying that because I know from experience that the further down the line I you know I will experience depression again and what I've used this time might not be the solution but a lot of what I've talked about there was new to me a lot of what I talked about there is something that I've had explained to me previously by people who were trying to help don't look at the negatives, look at the positives. Try to find one thing and hold on to it. And maybe for the first time, that, that's it, that's it, maybe it had sunk in, maybe somewhere in the back of the mind, it was like, let's try this instead. Um, maybe it was simply because I'd reached a point where I couldn't function but was in a situation where I needed to be able to function. Who knows? What I do know is I'm very grateful um, for the series of events that happened. So there we go. Uh, Friday went to the dentist so here's how it went Wednesday get a text message from the dentist uh, oh don't forget you've got an appointment on Friday I was like shit because I hadn't forgotten that I had an appointment I had forgotten and forgotten is probably not the right word I wasn't aware that it was that Friday so shit so, 
as anybody who's listened to this for more than five minutes will know, the ongoing saga of the Broken Tooth. Last time on Ongoing Saga of the Broken Tooth, um, I pinged the filling out of the Broken Tooth, went to the dentist and the dentist was like, yeah, you need a crown on that, 300 quid, boom. I'm like, uh, oh yeah, I was thinking of getting that done. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, stick a filling in and I'm gone. And the dentist was like, cool, I'll get you booked in, shall I? Well, you know, they'll book you in at the reception and I'll, I'll see you, uh, I'll see you then. So, this was the first of two appointments. And I'm like, I went through that, that range of, hmm, should I cancel it? Then I was like, no, because if you cancel it, you will never rebook it. So it was very much that. I was like, fuck it, let's just go and get it sorted. Because then it's done and I don't have to deal with it and I don't have to think about it. So that was that. So I went to the dentist on Friday. And... Um... My, my dentist is quite a nice lady. Um, but. Oh man. I honestly think that, that she that she knows certain things. And, and the way to go about. The way to approach things. Um, so she was like. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to file the tooth. Um. I'm going to then take some impressions. I'm going to send those impressions away. They're to a lab. The lab's going to make you a crown. Crown will get sent back. You will come back. We'll fit the crown. And away you go. Cool. It's like, uh, although you've had a root canal and you wouldn't feel it, I am going to give you some anaesthetic because uh, the work I'm going to do is going to go quite close to the gum. Now, here's where my naivete comes into it. Because I was like, when I heard I'm going to file your tooth, I'm like, oh, it's all jagged, you know, it's jagged in places, messed up in other places. It's a broken tooth at the end of the day. So she'll have to file it to make the jagged edges go away and all this. And I had had it explained to me, it's not like this has been sprung on me, I had had it explained to me that the, essentially they file the two so that they can then fit. It's like hold, uh, if you've got a fist with your left hand, put your right hand over the top. It's that. So when she's like, I'm going to be filing close to the gum, I'm like, I don't know if I fully understood the situation. Which I didn't. So... 20 minutes she told me that there'd be a lot of water because there would be a lot of water it might require you know a series of breaks there were no breaks so so there was that to start with there was 20 minutes of filing and god knows what else 
And here's the thing, there are, th there are aspects about going to the dentist that I don't particularly mind. I was one of those people that was never afraid of the dentist. Um, until I was given a reason to be afraid of the dentist. And then I've had this very mixed relationship with the dentist since. So, 20 minutes of filing and God knows what else she did. Then she's like, right, that's done. We need to take the impressions. We'll do the bottom first and we'll do the top. So they put like a, like a mouth guard, like if you were playing a sport and you needed a mouth guard. They put one of those in your mouth, but it's full of like, Oh, it'll make me throw up if I have to try and describe it. It was like... I don't know. Like... Like Blamange or something. It was horrible. And they just push and push and push and push and push. And then obviously by that point, by the time I presume it's setting, they then have to try and get it out. So there's like some kind of wiggle and jiggle and, you know, you know, plop it out, sl slurps and stuff. So I did the bottom one, and I'm like, what the fuck have you left in my mouth? So like, right now I'm going to do the top one. Like, cool. Did the top one. Top one was worse. The stuff that was left over in my mouth was a lot more. I was like, uh, this is gross. Then she hits me with it. Uh, right, that's that done. Send those away. We'll get you uh, your crown made and you'll come back in a, a couple of weeks to have it feared. And at some point I heard her say the word scale. And I went, hmm. She obviously doesn't mean that she's going to do like the scale thing, the scale and polish thing, because that's never been mentioned. And if it had been mentioned, I'd have absolutely not been having this appointment right now because I hate the scale and polish thing. So that was a little bit, that was a bit before all this. And then she's like, right, I'll just do the cleaning and you'll be good to go. And I went, Huh? Yeah. Freaking scale. I hate it so much. It is so incredibly painful. Mate of mine, who shall remain nameless, but I'm sure will, if he hears this, know exactly who I'm referring to, uh, loves a scale and polish. Um, he must have some kind of, you know, screw loose or something on that one because it, it's hands down one of the most, I am, I am absolutely covered in tattoos and I'm just like, I'd happily let you tattoo me for an entire day rather than having a scale and polish. 
And the point being is that she could save the time and effort involved and just throw a bag of razor blades in my mouth and ask me to chew it for five minutes. Because that's ultimately what it is. By the time I got home, I felt like I'd been kicked in the mouth by a horse. And it's that thing, you know, by the time I'm walking out, I'm like, I've got to check what that what has happened to this tooth. And it's like, oh, there is, there is basically no tooth. You know, if you, if you took what's there now, if you took it out, let's say, and showed it to somebody, nobody would get that it was, that it was once a tooth. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know, it's like, as I've, as I've said previously, as I, as I always come back to, my teeth are very precious to me. Um, I put a lot of time and effort into keeping them nice or as best I can. And like everybody on the face of the planet, I probably don't put enough time and effort in, but I do put a lot of time and effort in brushing and, and the likes. And it's just one of those things, you know, and my, my, my teeth mean a lot to me. And yet again, I've had a situation where <clears throat> that, that tooth has essentially been taken away. And it hasn't been pulled out. It's just not a tooth anymore. It's basically a pedestal to stick a fake tooth on. I'm like... Cool. Cheers for that. Uh, but yeah, three hundred pound for the pleasure. That's uh, you know, that's uh, that's the painful bit, as they say. So, where are we up to? Ah, oh, yeah. So currently dealing with a petrol crisis um it has got to be hands down the most batshit mental thing i've ever come across so apparently i was completely unaware of this until the weekend but apparently thursday friday last week the news report uh oh there's petrol shortage petrol shortage And it's to do with the lack of HGV drivers. And it's to do with the fact that they can't get the trucks that have got the petrol to the petrol stations. So we've got a petrol crisis. So, Leanne mentioned to me that she'd driven to a petrol station, not for petrol. She'd gone to drop a return parcel off and couldn't get into the petrol station because people queued out the door later that day so i know nothing about this i'm like oh whatever people are trying to get petrol saturday later that day i saw on twitter somebody talking about oh you know i've been past this petrol station and you can't get in because they're queuing down the road and then started talking about like it being political and i'm like the fuck's going on with the petrol stations 
So I googled it. Petrol crisis. Nobody's got any petrol. For every single thing I could say about this, the one thing I will say is the one thing I've I've, I've settled on in all of this. If you're told that there is a petrol crisis, why would the first thing you do be go and get some petrol? I, I am I am so sick of all of this. This is the toilet roll situation all over again. Zero evidence to support anything to do with you needing all the toilet roll in, in the world. Yet, everybody was buying toilet roll. Why? Who knows? Why is it the first thing that people think is, oh, we're running out of stuff. I best go and get it. Do you know what my first thought was? Oh, there's a petrol crisis. Oh, now everybody's queuing out the petrol stations. Well, can I tell you where the last place I'm going to go is? That's all I could think. All I could think was, I guess I'm not going to the petrol station anytime soon. And for a man who loves a conspiracy theory, let me lay this on you. During the pandemic, there was a point in time where they, they couldn't give away a barrel of oil. They also couldn't pay to get rid of oil. I listened to a podcast at some point about how there's this thing that whoever's left holding the oil at a certain point in time has to pay for it. And basically it's just a situation where you just move it on and move it on and move it on. And a series of people from um, I don't know and I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, people who own oil, people who have oil, decided to uh, like essentially short the market by flooding America with oil. So they just kept sending it and sending it and sending it. So then America are like, well, nobody's driving anywhere, so nobody's buying petrol. So uh, the price of a barrel of oil was like $50. So then it went down $40. Then it went down 30 2010 free and at free they still couldn't give it away then it went in the opposite direction five we'll give you a barrel of oil and five dollars still no takers we'll give you a barrel of oil and ten dollars and it went like that and the idea was it was to just wipe out the oil market even if it was just for a day uh something to do with proving a point i will be getting massive amounts of this wrong because i listened to a podcast that was and it was very quickly explained and i don't know if any of this is true because i haven't looked any of it up the guy who was explaining it sounded very knowledgeable and it sounded very interesting and those two things put together get my vote 
Do you know what that points to? Points to a point in time where a lot of people are trying to recoup a lot of money from what they lost previously on the petrol, on the oil market. And here's another little conspiracy theory for you. And you can have this one for free. I, I said to somebody, I was like, do you know what I realised? What was it that happened this weekend? And I would say, not today, this podcast, but I don't really care. I'm going to tell you. This weekend, millions of students heading off to university. How were those students going to get there with all of their worldly possessions? That's correct, ladies and gents. Mummy or daddy or both will drive them to the university of their choice with all of their possessions and drop them off and get them settled and buy all their shopping and rub their backs and, you know, whatever. And how are those students and parents and people going to get to where they're going? In their vehicles that need petrol. Wouldn't it seem like the perfect time to say, there's a petrol crisis. And watch millions of people panic that they can't get dear old Tarquin to his university. Anyway, I got wet. That's a statement. I got wet today. Because uh, today is uh, what's known as uh, one of the bullshit days that I have to go into the office. Uh, when I left the house this morning, uh, it was it was drizzling a bit. Now I'd been out for a run, uh, and I'd been spitting, which let's face it, when you're out running, is a welcome, welcome, I don't know what. When I left the house to uh, waste my time stuck in traffic, and waste my time travelling all the way across town, and waste my time, in the building, <laughs> uh, it was it was spitting. And I was like, Do you know what? I don't need a jacket. I don't need a coat. I don't need an umbrella because it's windy. I'm just gonna go because I haven't got the time to mess around. I got in the car. I battled my way out onto the main road. I crawled my way towards town. I parked up, I got out of the car, and uh, it was raining. It's like, well, there's nothing I can do to change that. Let's get going. You know when it rains that much that there's basically like a river coming down the street? Yeah, that was the situation that I had to deal with. Walking across town. Uh... I had to dry my laptop before I turned it on when I got to the building. Uh, I was soaked 
through absolutely everything. Uh, I spent eight hours sat in wet clothes. Uh, obviously then, you know, you've got to walk back, get back home. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was enlightening. There wasn't any lightning, but it was an enlightening. Anyway, let's talk other things. Let's talk something that might be remotely interesting. Uh, I finished series eight of Scrubs. Uh, I honestly can't believe I made it this far. Um, I don't know where I got the information from that Zach Braff had left Scrubs because come the series eight final he's still there come series nine he's still there but we'll get to that in a second um i sensed as a sensitive man i sensed that there might be a possibility that the the end would upset me because you know eight series um it's a show that i hold dear to my heart it's but i uh, i remember watching it at a time when i was dealing with uh, not dealing with but going through some things, uh, changing jobs, um, various other things going on. And although it was very, in a lot of ways, very emotional, I managed to keep it together. So that was that, Series 8, done and dusted. I'm like, I, I've, I've kind of got to know what, what Series 9 is. Series 8 feel, felt so much like it was, it, it wrapped, it put a nice bow on it all. Job done. Started watching Series 9 and honestly, uh, uh, what the fuck has got on there? I read some stuff that said that they thought that it was maybe supposed to be a, a bit of a spin-off. But they didn't have the what's the word I'm looking for the um, conviction to fully commit to it. So instead of it being a spin-off, they went here's half of the cast from Scrubs and a load of new cast members. Um, the They've got a female lead now, who is basically the female JD. Uh, she can't act. So that's a massive problem. You've got Dave Franco. All I'm going to say about Dave Franco and his character is... In hindsight, looking... X, you know, X amount of time further down the line, the character is playing. Um, I don't know how to word it. Uh, it's a little close to the bone, but more of the uh, the family bone, let's say. The getting the new characters are awful. Um, they kept a weird bunch of the old characters uh like a, a character that came into like the last series kept her but then got rid of 
I didn't get rid of from what I from what I was aware they uh, they were given the choice whether they wanted to stay or not and half of them left. But half of the characters that left were key characters, so it's it's awful. It is awful. They're doing a thing where it's like what was a hospital, but it was considered a teaching hospital. It hospital is now like a medical university with a hospital attached to it. it it's it it's awful. It's so baffling why they've come with this. Um, or just a couple of movies. One I'm not really going to go into because I'm sure I've talked to to death, which is Deadpool two. Something I did find interesting is watching Deadpool two on Disney Plus. Is the version of Deadpool two they've put on Disney Plus? Find it very interesting the stuff that they're um, not prepared to show. Let's say some after credit scenes that were missing, and uh, the version of Deadpool two that's on Disney Plus is not the uh, not quite the version I know. Um, Saturday night I watched a film that I have been really wanting to see, really looking forward to seeing, and quite frankly, it did not disappoint. Oh, it's the film Nobody. From the very moment this film was mentioned, I was like, what's that, sorry? Bob Odenkirk doing John Wick, what the fuck? I've watched, you know, a bajillion trailers for it. I'm like, this is definitely my bag, baby. Um, I rented it, paid £5 to rent it. And it was worth every penny. It's the first film in a while that I can say. No, it's not true because I rented Mortal Kombat. And that was fine. This was top notch movie. Thoroughly enjoyable such a it was like it was an action part of me wants to say it was an action comedy because in the middle of like big action scenes there'd just be like tiny little bits of comedy it was brutal it was violent it was just absolutely everything you'd want from a Saturday night movie it had this thing it was it was just like oh that's great had all these questions but not questions where you're like why the fuck didn't you answer that question by the end questions of like what does this mean does it mean this well, well hang on a minute because if you think about it like it was like that but then then well, was it like this what was the situation there there's this whole thing about like his wife like, what does she know? Does she know something? Nothing? Everything? There are all these like little things mentioned. You've got the fact that a great cast. Bob Odenkirk, uh, Christopher Lloyd, the RZA. Oh, RZA's in it. Uh, the woman that plays Hippolyta in like Wonder Woman and Justice League. Like, um, Wonder Woman's mum. Um just like a good solid cast 
and just I thoroughly enjoyed this film it had the the elements of like a revenge movie which is absolutely my bag it had the the John Wick style action it had it had that whole story of like a guy that just lives his life with like rinse and repeat get up make coffee go to work do your job come home barely interact with your your family um no real interaction with your wife get up and do it all again and i've always had that whole that's a fast track to insanity in my books um and obviously although that's who he is at the start of the film that's not necessarily who he actually is and it was just it was so good um i don't know whether that was largely because I've, I've been really wanting to see it for a while whether it's because the <laughs> good films are so few and far between these days maybe i thought it was better than it maybe than it was because the majority of stuff that's out about is garbage i i don't know all i know is that i really enjoyed it and i've recommended it to a few people already um so there you go here's one for you you'll really like this um i haven't played any vr now nobody is surprised by that however what i did do is buy more vr games picked up the fall humble bundle uh, it was seven games it was 112 pounds worth of games i paid 11 quid uh one of the things that i was a bit like uh, one of the games i already own um so if anybody wants a copy of uh i think it's called zero caliber vr hit me up and i'll send you a code for it um outside of that there was some stuff on there i was like i couldn't care less about these things on the flip side pc version of arizona sunshine which as we know is one of my favorite vr games anyway um there's a game called fisherman's tale which has been has had rave reviews uh, and it looks very interesting um there's i think wands was in there which is supposed to be quite good and i want to say a game called don't fall which i think's a fighting game um there's another one paper beast or something don't really know what that is there was house flipper which i'm sure i'll definitely play so i've kind of set this sort of task of the one thing i want to get done this week is some vr the one thing i already know is going to be nigh on impossible to do is some vr the the weeks i i i i know it sounds dramatic but i sometimes feel like the way the week or the days or the the days and the weeks go at the moment i sometimes feel like i'm dying ever so slightly 
Like I've done nearly 19,000 steps today. I set out with the goal of doing 10,000 steps a day in September. Some days haven't achieved it. Other days done twice as much. You know, it's things like that. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. It is 10 to 10. And technically I still haven't stopped having got up at 10 to 6. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to play some VR. I'm definitely going to play some VR tonight. Well, tonight's not going to work, is it? Definitely going to play some VR tomorrow. Mm, I mean, tomorrow's going to look very similar to today. And by the time I get done tomorrow, I'll have a podcast or two to code and get uploaded. Wednesday... Um, Wednesday is always a bit of a weird one. It's supposed to be like a, a mini rest day in some degrees. Oh, rather than Wednesday. And uh, more often than not, I can get my workout done during the day. Um, who knows what I'll come of it. Uh, Thursday. Thursday is always a possibility. I have other jobs that I need to get done on a Thursday. Friday is busy evening. Saturday. Children. Sunday. Football. American variety. That brings us back to here in seven days' time. You tell me when I'm supposed to fit in all of these VR games. Console, uh, I've been playing Hitman 2. Uh, I actually finished it last night. Comes down in a second. Hitman 2 is so different to Hitman 1 that it could actually be like a different franchise. Hitman 2 is great. It is absolutely, from what I remember, it is absolutely the best of the three. Uh, just as a, a reminder, when I say Hitman 1, 2 and 3, I am talking about the more recent remade franchise. Um, one, as I've said previously and up to this point, one is still so desperately trying to be the games that it was that it really struggles. Like there are things in the first one, it's like you weren't stood on this head of a pin at the point in time that you needed to be so you fail you know you can't do this mission sort of situations two is just i imagine two was a product of what poor reception one got because of what an absolute shit show that whole thing was oh we're going to release a game but we're only going to give you i think there was like four levels at the start and then we're going to release one every six weeks get the fuck out i gave you 110 pounds of my money i got an amazing statue and a third of a game fuck you two is so wildly different to one while still being the same game franchise and all of that the it, it you, you almost can't do a comparison between the two. However, 
something that happened last night, like say I did finish the game, something that happened last night was that game ends so abruptly, clearly designed to make you buy the DLC. I was like, pretty sure that due to like PlayStation Plus or whatever, I've got the whatever edition it needs to be that means you get all of the game. Uh, this I later found out to not be true. And I'm sorry, but I'm not giving you eight quid for more game. I don't mind the principles of DLCs as long as I get the game that I've given you a lot of money for. You want to expand on it? You want to do a Ghost of Shishima or, you know, a multitude of other games that have done, like, big DLCs that aren't directly connected to the main story? Go nuts. Don't try and charge me for more of what I should have got originally. Uh, I set Hitman 3 off to uh, install. I'm not super looking forward to playing Hitman 3. I really struggled with Hitman 3. Basically as much, if not more, than I struggled with Hitman 1. Uh, Hitman 3 is very much a, oh my god, we got too far away from our roots. And the first one, we need to take a massive step backwards. And as everybody knows, uh, when dealing with computer games, that's a super good idea. However, I did, set out, I did set myself the task of playing all three Hitman games back to back and reviewing them. And that is what I am doing, dear listener. That is that. That's it for this one. Um, yeah, like I say, if anybody's uh, doing the VR and wants a copy of Zero Calibre on the PC, but it can obviously work through the quest with link. Uh, drop me a line and uh, I will send you a code for zero caliber. Right, I'll speak to you next time. So there we go, what do you think to that? Another one done, another one gone. Duh, where does the time go? If you're checking us out on YouTube, big thanks. If you're checking us out just audio-wise, that's also cool. But wherever you do get your podcasts, please do subscribe because it does mean a lot to us and it helps us bring more amazing content your way. You can jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out there. It's a little website, but it does give you ways to get in touch with us, whether it's social media or email. So that's it for this one. Until next time. I'll say bye and I'll see you then.